You're listening to the WR Podcast, Let Freedom Ring, with your host, Will Ramos. To correct injustices and to ensure opportunity for all. It is a work in progress, not always perfect. Some look at American opportunity and see only problems. They want equal outcome, not equal opportunities. They criticize without solutions, demand wealth without work. Their ways are historical failures evidenced by tyranny and poverty, a prevailing darkness in every country it has been tried. The American dream inspired by American opportunity is the engine of entrepreneurship. Oh, it's beautiful, Mike. The inspiration to the greatest inventions, the highest achievements, and establishing a quality of life second to none, providing jobs, creating futures, fulfilling dreams. In America, opportunity preserves individual freedom. It leads to exceptionalism. It's a bright, shining light, an example for all to see. Tonight, we explore together America. Land of opportunity. From Washington, D.C., welcome to the 2020 Republican National Convention. Tonight, celebrating America as the land of opportunity. Welcome the second night of the RNC dug even more deeper into the progress of America. We inherited a stagnant economy on the front end of recession. The program of tax cuts, historic rollbacks of owner regulations that crippled small businesses, becoming the world's number one self-sufficient energy producer, free, fair, reciprocal trade deals to bolster manufacturing, agriculture, technology, and other sectors. The economy was rebuilt in three years, and unemployment fell to 3.5%. And even though America was hit by a surprise pandemic that almost wiped us out in a few short months, three years of progress was not going to go to waste in vain. Presidential leadership came swiftly and effectively with an extraordinary rescue for health and safety to successfully fight the coronavirus. And now... What was thought to be the end all, the economy is now returning faster than ever. And here is Larry Kudlow. A great bipartisan rescue also saved the economy. Right now, our economic health is coming back. With emergency spending and tax cuts, Americans are going back to work. There's a housing boom, there's an auto boom, a manufacturing boom, a consumer spending boom. Stocks are in record territory. A V-shaped recovery is pointing to better than 20% growth in the second half of this year. Now looking ahead, more tax cuts and regulatory rollback will be in store. Payroll tax cuts for higher wages, income tax cuts for the middle class, capital gains tax cuts for investment, productivity, and jobs. 
much more regulatory relief for small businesses. In economic terms, folks, this is no time for a $4 trillion tax hike. Coming out of the deep pandemic, who in their right mind would pick the pockets of taxpayers and drain money from their wallets and purses? Look, our economic choice is very clear. Do you want economic health, prosperity, opportunity, and optimism? Or do you want to turn back to the dark days of stagnation, recession, and pessimism? I believe there can't be better economic policies than we've had in recent years. So I say, stay with them. Thank you. And the touching story of how cancel culture almost tried to cancel Nicholas Sandman. It began as a class trip to join thousands for the annual March for Life. These Catholic young men traveled from Kentucky to stand up for what they believed in. But what happened was something very different. Crackers will make America great hat on. You little dirty crackers, your day coming. Young Klansmen. Look at our Make America Great Again hat. Social media, the news, and even celebrities launched a campaign of persecution that was completely false against a boy in a Make America Great Again hat. The MAGA hat carries a certain connotation that provokes a conditioned reaction. I blame that kid. What a little crap. Everyone that sees that smug look wants to punch that kid. Nicholas Sandman received death threats and his school was forced to close. Tonight, Nicholas tells his story. Good evening, everyone. My name is Nick Sandman, and I'm the teenager who was defamed by the media after an encounter with a group of protesters on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial last year. Before I begin, I'd like to thank President Trump for the opportunity to share some of my story and why it matters so much to this November's election. In 2019, I attended the March for Life in Washington, D.C., where I demonstrated in defense of the unborn. Later that day, I bought a Make America Great Again hat because our president, Donald Trump, has distinguished himself as one of the most pro-life presidents in the history of our country, and I wanted to express my support for him, too. Looking back now, how could I possibly imagine that the simple act of putting on that red hat would unleash hate from the left and make myself the target of network and cable news networks nationwide. Being from Kentucky, the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln, my classmates and I visited the Lincoln Memorial. I found myself face to face with Nathan Phillips and other professional protesters looking to turn me into the latest poster child showing why Trump is bad. While the media portrayed me as an aggressor with a relentless smirk on my face. In reality, the video confirms I was standing with my hands behind my back and an awkward smile on my face that hid two thoughts. One, don't do anything that might further agitate the man banging a drum in my face. And two, I was trying to follow a family friend's advice, never to do anything to embarrass your family, your school, or your community. Before I knew what was happening, it was over. One of Mr. Phillips' fellow agitators yelled out, we got him. It's all right here on video, and we won, Grandpa. What I thought was a strange encounter 
quickly developed into a major news story, complete with video footage. My life changed forever in that one moment. The full war machine of the mainstream media revved up into attack mode. They did so without researching the full video of the incident, without ever investigating Mr. Phillips' motives, or without ever asking me for my side of the story. And do you know why? Because the truth was not important. Advancing their anti-Christian, anti-conservative, anti-Donald Trump narrative was all that mattered. And if advancing their narrative ruined the reputation and future of a teenager from Covington, Kentucky, well, so be it. That would teach him not to wear a mega hat. I learned what was happening to me had a name. It was called being canceled, as in annulled, as in revoked, as in made void. Canceled is what's happening to people around this country who refuse to be silenced by the far left. Many are being fired, humiliated, or even threatened. And often, the media is a willing participant. I believe we must join a president who will challenge the media to return to objective journalism. And together, I believe we must all embrace our First Amendment rights and not hide in fear of the media or from the tech companies or from the outrage mob either. This is worth fighting for. This is worth voting for. And this is what Donald Trump stands for. Thank you all for listening to me tonight. And one more thing. Let's make America great again. Awesome. I applaud that young man. If you were watching the video, as he said that, he put on the red MAGA hat. I applaud that. I applaud that. This was a back-in-your-face retaliation. You do not cancel a good American. A good American cancels you. And next on the podium, Pam Bondi. Totally wrecked Joe Biden and company. Check this out. I'm Pam Bondi. Our party's theme tonight is America, the land of opportunity. And listening to the stories of discoveries and deliverance, you can't help but be proud to call this country home. But for Joe Biden, it's been the land of opportunism, not opportunity. As a career prosecutor and former attorney general of Florida, I fought corruption and I know what it looks like whether it's done by people wearing pinstripe suits or orange jumpsuits. As the, at the Democrats' convention, we were told to look at Joe Biden as the model of integrity. But when you look at his 47-year career in politics, the people who benefited are his family members, not the American people. Let's take a closer look. We all know about Joe's son, Hunter Biden. A corrupt Ukrainian oligarch put Hunter on the board of his gas company, even though he had no experience in Ukraine or in the energy sector. None. Yet he was paid millions to do nothing. He only had one qualification that mattered. He was the son of the man in charge of distributing USAID to Ukraine. And recently reported information revealed that a few months after Hunter Biden joined that corrupt company's board, the Obama-Biden State Department began doing business with them, even when it remained under investigation for corruption. And it gets worse. That very same company was being investigated by a Ukrainian prosecutor. Joe Biden, the Vice President of the United States, 
threatened to withhold aid to Ukraine unless that same prosecutor was fired. And then he was fired. Hunter only resigned from that board just before his dad announced his campaign for president. Now let's talk about China. Fact, Joe Biden flew to China on Air Force Two with Hunter along for the ride. They said he was just there as a family member, but we know that's untrue. In Beijing, Hunter didn't just go sightseeing. He had meetings with his Chinese bank partners. Hunter even arranged for his dad to meet with one of the partners. 10 days later, those Chinese communist bankers approved millions to go to Hunter's firm. And those bankers work for the Chinese Communist Party, which oppresses their people, cheated American workers for decades, and covered up a deadly virus. To this day, Hunter controls a 10% stake in that firm. And Joe Biden's done more than look the other way on China. He said, the Chinese aren't our competition. Come on, man, they're not bad folks. Come on, Joe, talk to the folks in middle America who lost countless jobs to China while your son was getting rich with them. But there's more, fact. There have been numerous press reports that have shown other close Biden family members benefited from Joe's 47-year political career. Joe Biden was point person on Iraq. The president of a construction firm met with Biden's team in the White House and then who did they hire to build thousands of houses in Iraq? Joe Biden's close family member, who you guessed it, had no experience in the industry and no experience in Iraq. A company official bragged that it helps to have a family member the vice president as partner. The family member put it more bluntly by saying, there's a line of 747s filled with cash ready to invest. Now let's follow the money down south. Again, as reported in the press, yet another close family member of Joe's set his sights on Costa Rica and Jamaica, where millions of dollars flowed from the Obama-Biden administration in taxpayer-backed loans to projects linked to, yes, that same family member. These aren't isolated incidents. It is a deliberate pattern of conduct. And that's just what he did as vice president. Imagine what he'd do as president. How many American families would be allowed to get away with this? Why should there be one standard for the elite political class and another set of rules for the rest of us? When millions of Americans voted for Donald Trump, they knew he'd be different, and he is. He's a tough, no-nonsense outsider who can't be bought or intimidated. He won't even take a paycheck from the American people. He donates his paycheck to charities across this country. Democrats have been lecturing America about integrity for four years, while their nominee has been writing the textbook on abuse of power for 40 years. If they want to make this election a choice between who's saving America and who's swindling America, bring it on. Joe says he'll build back better. Yeah, build the Bidens back better. Our president is in this to build a safer, better, and stronger America, and he will finish 
what he started to keep this a real land of opportunity for everyone. If you want to check your voting status, secure your ballot, or register to vote, text VOTE to 88022. Remember, the best is yet to come. I'm pretty sure the Biden staff just soiled their short and they were listening to this. And Lieutenant Governor of Florida, Jeanette Nunes, told her story on what it was like coming up from immigrant parents and the appreciation of freedom. Faith, family, and American freedom. As the daughter of Cuban immigrants, my story began in 1959, before I was born, when my parents' dreams of a prosperous life became a nightmare. Chaos spread quickly when Fidel Castro took control of Cuba. The government confiscated private property, stealing people's homes, farms, and businesses. For my parents, the difficult decision to flee communist Cuba came when the Castro regime abolished religious freedom. Fellow Americans, the fabric of our nation is in peril. Daily, the radical left systematically chisels away at the freedoms we cherish. They peddle dangerous ideologies, cower to global progressives, and normalize socialism to dismantle our Constitution. Let me assure you, socialism doesn't offer opportunity. Socialism deprives. It is a falsehood that feigns promises for its masses and consistently yields only misery. President Ronald Reagan warned, if we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. Truer words have never been spoken. If you let that resonate for a moment, if we lose freedom here in America, there's no place to escape to, nowhere else to go. This is the land of the free. Eric Trump. My father will continue to fight for you. In closing, I'd like to speak directly to my father. I miss working alongside you every single day, but I'm damn proud to be on the front lines of this fight. I'm proud of what you're doing for this country. I'm proud to show my children what their grandfather is fighting for. I'm proud to watch you give them hell. Never stop. Continue to be unapologetic. Keep fighting for what is right. You are making America strong again. You are making America safe again. You are making America proud again. And yes, together with a forgotten man and woman who are finally forgotten no more, you are making America great again. Dad, let's make Uncle Robert very proud this week. Let's go get another four years. I love you very much. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for and must be protected. Ronald Reagan. And now in closing, Melania Trump. Good evening. It seems like just yesterday that we were at our first convention where my husband accepted the Republican nomination and then became our 45th President of the United States. Yet the energy and enthusiasm for who should lead this nation 
It is real today as it was four years ago. I know I speak for my husband and the entire family when I say we have not forgotten the incredible people who were willing to take a chance on the businessmen who had never worked in politics. I have been moved by the way Americans have come together in such an unfamiliar and often frightening situation. It is in times like this that we will look back and tell our grandchildren that through kindness and compassion, strength and determination, we were able to restore the promise of our future. Businesses stepped up and volunteers stepped in. People were eager to share ideas, resources, and support of all kinds with neighbors and strangers alike. It has been inspiring to see what the people of our great nation will do for one another, especially when we are at our most fragile. Speaking of strength and determination, we recently celebrated the 100-year anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment. Yesterday, on the North Lawn of the White House, we unveiled an exhibit dedicated to women's suffrage. The exhibit called on children from across the country to send art honoring the meaning of this important time in women's history. When I was judging the entries, I reflected on the impact of women's voices in our nation's story and how proud I will be to cast my vote again for Donald this November. We must make sure that women are heard and that the American dream continues to thrive. As you have heard this evening, I don't want to use this precious time attacking the other side, because as we saw last week, that kind of talk only serves to divide the country further. I'm here because we need my husband to be our president and commander-in-chief for four more years. He is what is best for our country. We all know Donald Trump makes no secrets about how he feels about things. Total honesty is what we as citizens deserve from our president. Whether you like it or not, you always know what he's thinking. And that is because he's an authentic person who loves this country and its people and wants to continue to make it better. Donald wants to keep your family safe. He wants to help your family succeed. He wants nothing more than for this country to prosper and he doesn't waste time playing politics. Almost four years ago, we went into election day completely underestimated. Despite what is being said again this year, I know, just as you do, that Americans will go to the polls and vote on the behalf of their families, our economy, our national security, and our children's future. To vote for those ideals is not a partisan vote. It is a common sense vote because those are goals and hopes that we all believe in. I believe that we need my husband's leadership now more than ever in order to bring us back 
once again to the greatest economy and the strongest country ever known. God bless you all, your families, and God bless the United States of America. And there you have it. The RNC, part two. Just wonderful. Until next time. Tune in tomorrow when I'll go over the RNC part three.